So, you know, when everything is ready and then the computers trick you out and they put, put me out of the, of the switchboard just as the show was starting. But I'm back and today we are here on Sati Chappelle's show, Speaking Divinity. Today we are talking about the topic, Connections where Sati will dive into the profound themes of connection. In this enlightening discussion, Sati will explore the concept of oneness in a refreshingly unique and transformative way. Yes, we are going to take callers as well, and we always have the option of using Take My Call if you really want to jump the line and get your answers first. So we are going to, um, if you want to use that option, you can go to paypal.me forward slash pureco, P-U-R-E-C-O, and then add the amount that you want. Today, we're going to discover the magic of Satis 
Chappelle transformative, while many have touched upon the topic of oneness before. Kathy brings a fresh perspective that will challenge conventional understanding and offer new insights. Together, we will embark on a journey that transcends boundaries and embraces the interconnectedness of all beings. With that being said, let's welcome Sati to the show. Hey, Sati, can you hear me all right? I can, I can. I know we had a little oh, trouble so in relieved. the beginning, but all is well. Yeah, all is well. So we have to laugh when we, you know, depending on, on technology, if, if this kind of things happen. So you just have to deal with it and play the, the game and relax and have a go. Because everywhere we're having issues with technology, we are having our profiles on Facebook disappear, then they come back, then, you know, everything is just some, uh, um, outside of our control, but also inside of what it's meant to be. Correct, Sati? Well, I do think that, you know, um, there is truth to that for sure. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm the recipient of the latest Facebook issues, and that's what she's referring to for all <laughs> of you who are listening. Yikes. But um, anyway, yeah, I think that uh, sometimes you do have to let go and just realize that, uh yeah, this is how this moment looks, and you know what? The good news is tomorrow or, or a few minutes from now or a second from now, there will be a new moment. Exactly. And, and you know, Sadie, and well, to me, I was thinking about, about that and, and how that relates to our connection topic because I have seen in my life Everything happens for a reason, and there's always a way to see how one thing has to do with the other. But, and I don't know if that's what you're going to mention about today, about connections, and how that topic relates to oneness. Well, I love that concept of connections because I am one of those happy people who see connections everywhere. And, and you're right. I have been thinking to myself, what's the deal with the Facebook thing? Why now? What's the connection? Um, it happened on my oldest daughter's birthday. So, you know, where is this disruption uh, coming from? Um, yada, yada. And I, I, since I worked literally, literally around the clock until 5.30 this morning to get my Facebook uh, back in my control from the person who stole it, um, I have not really had either the, the chance or the ability to really sit with it and look at the connection on that level. So we will be discussing connection in a slightly different way. But, oh, that is my favorite. I, my readings are based always on the interconnectedness of all patterns and things that happen because, oh, that just floats my boat. I just love that stuff. <laughs> 
You know, um, and, and I love that you say that. So we are in August, and August is a very, um, you know, to me it's a month that it, it feels heavy in the terms of energy. It's a very deep, profound energy heaviness that I feel. And many people are have, have issues around this time of that heaviness or that interconnectedness being more obvious or more profound in your life. So do you have a comment about that? Well, I think that's a very um, assessment. Um, you know, they don't call this the dog days of summer for nothing. Um, <laughs> You've got so much going on with the kids going back to school, and these days that's like no easy task. Um, you've got the the overwhelming oppressiveness of the heat, and that oppressiveness can very much feel dense. Um, you've got the humidity that is usually out of control, and you have um, all of these things. The the world is the earth is getting ready to shift into a new cycle with September. And, you know, we're all getting ready to shift into a new cycle with September. We no longer operate from the cycles of the past with harvest seasons and um, deep winter seasons. Our cycles, our rhythms have changed. And so I think you're absolutely correct that, that, uh, August is a month of great um, change, and yeah, I think heaviness is probably a good way to say it because there, there, there's a whole bunch of deadlines that are looming soon. And even if you're like me and you're semi-retired and your kids are grown and they have kids and you don't really have to deal with that kind of stuff anymore, um, you're still in that space of receptivity to, to the overall energy of what's out there. And in that, we have connections similar to what I will be speaking of because, you know, we all feel that hecticness at a time when really, because of the oppressive heat of the summer, we actually want to kind of slow down, sit down, and, you know, do what, what the rest of the animals in the world do when it gets too hot. I lay there and sleep and nap during the day, you know, especially when you're up till 530 in the morning fixing your Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so, um, yeah. so what is your take on, on oneness and connectedness? Why is it that you have a different, uh, or why do you want to ask to, to talk about that in a different perspective today? Well, this is not going to sound like I'm answering your question, but I am. Um, okay. Whenever... Whenever I pause to pray, I'm always, like, so grateful. And while I am grateful for many things, that isn't exactly what I mean. In this case, I'm grateful for the ability to pray or to have prayer as a resource. Now, that might sound strange, but this small act or state of mind and heart 
is my quickest path to personal connection with myself and with the divine. And when I sit or I lay down to pray, I rarely kneel, by the way, and for good reason. Um, Or if I am standing and walking while in prayer, I instantly find myself in that zone of connection, even if I'm doing other things like driving or dishes or writing or painting. I find myself in that zone of connection, which for me is a two-way street, energy heading out from me and energy heading in from the divine. And it's no different for anybody else. I I just happen to feel it that way. And so I want to express it that way. But I think everybody feels it that way, whether they recognize it, know it or not. Similarly, when I'm engaged in meditation, I'm fully entranced in that state of being that we understand as quote-unquote connection or communion. Now, I've practiced meditation for a long time, often on for over 35 years. And during those times when I'm in the larger on cycle, I meditate every day for at least an hour or two. At such times, the connection is again a two-way street, energy heading out from me to the divine and energy heading into me from the divine. And one might think that I'd spend my entire day in meditation just to bask in that energy. But honestly, I know that I'm not meant to spend half or an entire day in meditation. I'm meant to live my life as I choose. That's one of the reasons I'm here on earth, to live fully, yet hopefully choose as wisely as possible, and to fulfill the parameters of my purpose for being, which is not limited to accomplishing one thing, as many people believe. This quote-unquote purpose for being encompasses many esoteric and mundane topics, including our precious time here on earth, which is precisely that, our time. Now, some spiritual or religious sources say that we only get one life to live, while others speak of experiencing multiple lives. I've seen many, many, many past lives of other people and a few future ones as well. Even my daughter, my oldest daughter, when she was only three and a half, spoke of a few past lives that she still recalled at the time and in a way that no three-year-old would ever be able to do. So I know that we get more than one life. But what if the thought of a single lifetime was meant in a different way? Perhaps it's saying that we only have one life in this particular body with this exact configuration of chemicals and mental abilities, genetic and physical attributes or maybe issues, emotional aspects, And just one opportunity in this precise moment of time to be the person that we are in this life. And that concept is true even within one lifetime because any or all of those things can change in a moment, right? Nonetheless, our time here on earth is precious. Whether we're aligned with the divine or not, 
We are absolutely meant to live with the free will we were given. And that means experiencing what we came here to experience and doing what we came here to do, as well as improvising a lot of improvisation along the way. Personally, that includes sacred beingness, which is what I call that state of oneness or connection with the divine, or that state of oneness and connection with that deepest aspect of myself. When truly in that state, we're not in it for the experience or for the doing, but simply for the being. Let's call it the practice of coexisting. And I think that the practice of coexisting means that one is eventually able, should they so choose, to live in a state of conscious oneness or connection with the divine. And meditation is the key to initiating this practice. Now, it could be connection with your higher self or connection with your heart of hearts or connection with that aspect of you that is enduring even beyond this one particular lifetime. One way or the other, meditation is the key to initiating this practice because without the sturdy foundation of meditation, it can be hard to know what that state of oneness actually is, what it feels like, how to recognize its arrival when we're not meditating, how it might move us during the day or move us within our lives, and how to make favorable use of being in that state of interconnectedness. And not just for ourselves, but for our family members, our friends, for the world, you know? And I found that my key for learning to how to sustain that space of oneness is prayer. And I have to be clear here. I don't use the precedent set by religion for what prayer is or how to pray. Rather, I've learned how to pray as I've been taught. Yep, as a child, my mother taught me to pray when I'd lay down to sleep at night. And she also taught me to start with the address of, quote unquote, Father, Mother, God, which was quite unusual for back in the 60s and the 70s, I think. However, Specific internal lessons on prayer for me began around the turn of the century. And those teachings really intensified around 2014-2015. My guides were helping me to learn to work energetically in a new way and to create random connections with my core self and the divine throughout the day by this tool that we call prayer. I might pray for somebody or a large group of people who are in need or a bee or the earth or maybe specific bodies of water on the planet or the creatures in the water. Or I might pray for myself, friends, loved ones, the deceased. But it goes beyond the normal concept of requesting things from a potential wish fulfilling deity. I'm going to be honest, those elements exist too. 
But when in prayer, I'm in an energy stream of direct connection, perhaps direct consciousness, whereupon I'm communing with my beloved, my eternal friend, my companion, my love, my quote-unquote father or mother, as my mother taught me, my sage. That supreme energy or that part of the all that is, that exists as a perpetual state of divine grace and fullness. The energy that exists in all things, manifest and unmanifest. I wish I knew what to call it. The force, like they say in Star Star Wars, <laughs> the universe. I don't know. It has many descriptors because it is all. The infinite, the universe, the divine. These labels are far less limiting than envisioning a gendered person. Yet sometimes I really enjoy doing just that envisioning a male or female personage when I need a comforting closeness that I can truly understand from the place of being human. It may matter to me in that moment, but I don't think it really matters to the divine. I mean, why would it? Do you as a parent demand that your infant child, your sweet baby who's just a month or two old, see you as a mother or a father? Maybe your newborn thinks of you as a couch. I mean, why not? You're comfortable. It lays on you. It sleeps on you. It sinks into your comfortable body just like a couch. Does your toddler really know the difference between male and female? Do children really grok adulthood while still being children? So then... Does a truly compassionate, all-knowing being care that you imagine it in a gender or in human form when it's so much more than that? I don't think so. These are just my ideas. It doesn't matter whether you agree with them or not. They're simply well-suited to me, and that's all. But here's a question I'd like to ask all of you. Which ideas of the divine are well-suited only to you. In other words, how do you interact with the divine? How do you perceive it? And as you think of that, I'm going to start to take my first calls. And we're going to explore this a little further, including the very first past life I ever had. Okay. So, and in order to do that, we have lots of colors. We have around nine colors at the moment and people on the chat Yay. room. So, from Great. one to nine, which number do you want to call? Number four. Okay. One, two, three, four. Okay. So, see, we, I don't know the name of this I like person. This, game. this person. Is one 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 one. That's the phone number. So we are going to bring you in. Please uh, let us know your first name and where are you calling us from. Welcome to see you. Oh, Can I have your first name and where are you calling us from? Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Uh, my name is Melissa from Colorado. Uh, Half City. I talked to you before last year. 
uh, and uh, hey. listened to the show. Hi, uh, and you were I had talked to Menatron. Good. And I was I wondering love if I can. Yes, yes, indeed. He always says, "Indeed, you're so fast," and and so is the the host lady. May May I ask Menatron a question that is uh, really bugging me so much? Please permission. Well, if you want to ask a question, I can't guarantee that the answer is going to come from Metatron because it comes from the collective group of oh. my guides that are with me. Um, if I were channeling Metatron, which I do on occasion, um, then I could guarantee that it comes from him, but I can't personally guarantee that it's going to come from him. But you can ask your question and we can see what arises. Yes, well, well nice, nice to meet the collective and thank you for assisting us. Um, we hope that our, our beautiful planet stays, um, we, that we don't go into solar burning our skin. Anyway, um, my question is, I, I have a friend um, for quite a bit, uh, quite a bit, and uh, it's a male friend, it's just fr- friends. And I'm not sure if I, I try to, I'm not sure if I try to call him today, because there's something important uh, that I need, I need to discuss. I have not talked to him for two months because he's been a little bit, we had a little bit of upscale, but Metatron, when two months ago, he said that it was, it was going to be clearing. So when I called his number, it, it went to another number. So I just wanted another collective source that if he's doing that for, like, I, like, for, so I won't call him, or, or he's doing it for somebody else to answer the phone, or he is transmuting other, other, other phone numbers into that one phone number because he has, like, four phone numbers because he has a, a business. And I really want to know because he has not done that before in, in, in the few years that I know him. And it, it just, I would, I would like the input of that so I can know where I, where I stand. Right, I understand. Um, so it comes across to me that he is blocking a couple of people. I want to say it this way, not just you, but unfortunately, yes, you as well. And part of it is a misunderstanding. Um, So he misunderstood something that happened between the two of you, um, took it to heart, and has been um, kind of nursing it over the last couple of months. Um, I do feel like this is something that will end up coming out in the wash, meaning that it will end up being cleared up but it's going to take some time. It's not going to be something that's going to be resolved quickly. It looks to me like um, the process of, and I I want to double check this. Um, Give me a second. Um, I'm going to say um, four to six months. So, it looks to me like six months total, and you said you've already gone through it for two months, but it feels a little soon. So it may be that around four months from now, you get the opportunity to clear the air. Um, maybe it's at the three-and-a-half-month mark, and then um, it's going to take another two months after that for things to settle down and for everything to kind of 
go back to normal. It'll be what I will call a new normal. It'll be a little bit of a guarded normal, honestly, but um, that's how I see it as, as, as being. Thank you, Sadi. In those same, um, in, in that same area of connectedness with a male right. energy and a male coworker, we have Leo Ferry that has a similar questions to Melissa in terms of she feels this connection with a coworker, but she has not seen that coworker since June. And the only thing that they have had is share this meaningful eye contact. Do you see anything coming out of that? Well, here's what I am going to say, and I think this person is really going to enjoy this answer. The eye contact is coming totally from a past life situation, and so they're recognizing each other from this past life that they uh, were together more closely in. Um, it may have been an on-again, off-again relationship, like a romance, but it was definitely on and off. Um, so it wasn't something that was really fully sustainable. It feels to me like the person traveled a lot and so was not around all of the time. Um, and it feels to me like it would have been back in the day when travel was done by ship or go. It's going to take months for somebody to get from point A to point B and back again. It could be like an entire mm -hmm. year or more before that person returns. Um, so, you know, I think that it's going to stay in the eye contact realm because there's no real tangibility around this. Like you can't go up to somebody and be like, well, I recognize you from my past life. I mean, you could, but you might get some really interesting responses. Right? <laughs> um, so my, my thought is that for a little while, it's going to kind of stay in this realm of making eye contact and until these two people are able to figure out what they're feeling and then start to maybe talk to each other about it. Uh, which I do see happening. But again, like what I said with our last caller, it's going to be a little bit of time. Um, probably somewhere, again, around the turn of the year. Can you believe that? That's only a couple months away. That just blows my mind. Anyway, there you go. It's gone, it's gone fast. Thank you, Sandy. And thank you, Sandy, from the reaches. Okay, so now we have... Um, Seven people waiting, so one up. No, you know what? We're going to take Mary. She used to take my call for that reason. She gets the job. Oh, good. Of course, absolutely. And I love Mary. She's a sweetheart. Hello, Mary. Hey, can you hear me? I can. How can are you, you Miss Mary? Oh, hey. It's so wonderful to connect with you again. Thank you so much. Um, I, uh, I, I've talked with you off and on for the last couple of years, and this has been, you know, up and down with, with a relationship, uh, a past relationship that with, with Joe. And um, so I'm wanting to know what you see uh, for us. Um, we, we have 
started communicate. We have been communicating some, uh, but um, I can still feel he's got that barrier up. But I was, was hoping you could tune in and see what you see for us. Yeah, he does. Um, and you know, I'm I I have to say I don't feel like it's totally a personal thing. I think like it's where he's at in his life at this moment, um, meaning this year, last year, next year, whatever. Um, He's in a a space and time where he feels he needs to have that barrier um, for self-protection. But, you know, he's going to realize really quick that you're not necessarily somebody he has to protect himself from. But I need to really say to you, you have to keep things light and casual with him. And sometimes your heart, I'm going to say it very poetically, your heart beats so loudly he can hear it. Um, And you need to kind of like allow him that casual interaction with you so he can re um how do I want to say this re relearn about you as who you are now he can remember the the fun that you are and the easiness that you have the openness the carefree nature that's like so so inviting to him so you know you can be a little flirtatious but don't go crazy, right? You can be a little um, kind of slightly like coming on to him, but but keep it slight, right? Because as soon as you go too far too fast, he'll shut things down again. So if you approach it in friendship because you're still in that friend zone, if you approach it from that standpoint, it'll rapidly change because he'll realize He doesn't need to worry about you. There are other people he has to worry about, but he doesn't have to worry about you. And then things will come around a lot quicker. So actually, the good news is all of this is in your hands. All of this is in your control. All you have to do is just play and enjoy and be, you know, kind of carefree and, and, you know, honest in the sense of, what you have just lost and what you are processing, but yet also, um, you know, open to the future and and the reality of the relationship you have just let go of. I'm trying to say it this way in code for you, Miss Mary, so that, you know, we don't, like, tell the entire world what's going on, but you know what I'm talking about. You're saying I need to let go of Joe? Uh, Joe is the the man that you're having conversations with right now, right? Yes, the one you're ta- we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, are you saying yes, I need sweetie. to let go of no. the past? The, past. The, the person you just lost. Oh, yes. I have to let go right? of him. Yes, in the sense of, you know, you can talk to Joe about that if you wish. But, you know, be clear about, you know, 
how things were at the end. Because it makes all the difference in the world. You understand? Yes. Yes, I didn't I do. say anything about letting go of Joe, sweetie pie. I actually okay, said okay. the complete opposite. So go back okay, and yes. listen to the radio show again, in this part yeah. in particular, I I, and I you'll it. you'll hear what I was saying. I got it. I got it. So do you see Joe and I eventually okay. being together? I do. And I have, I have to say I have all along, but I do. I do feel okay. like, you know, the the two of you have a really wonderful opportunity. Um, you have to just make it very easy in the sense of not go after him too hard and, you know, okay. stay in the friend zone and allow him his time and, and you know, yet be um, friendly and carefree and slightly flirtatious, but not overly, right? <laughs> Yeah, so so you're talking about reconnecting with ease and and fun and just uh, allowing things to be simple, correct? Right, exactly, exactly, and not trying to push them too far too fast. Right, exactly. Okay, thank you, Mary. And so now we're going to we have um, let me see one, two, three four, five more people. So which number you want to go? Let's do let's do one more before I, I go on with the topic. Um and let's do happy number five. Why not? Okay, so we're going with Nori. Hi Nori, how are you? Yes. Do you hear me? Yes. Hello Nori. Hi Sati, how are you? I just want I am, well thank you. I am a little confused in my heart, so I want a message from you. Okay. About anything in particular or just whatever the message is? Whatever the message you have is perfect for me. Okay, darling. Give me a second. Ah, uh, you have been doing a lot of work. You've been doing a lot of work creating personal growth and change. And part of the process, part of the pattern of doing that work is backsliding a little bit. It happens to all of us, darling. There are those times where you really can forge forward and you really can make a lot of positive change in in a very short period of time because you're really clear. And, And you in particular have been working on being clear for many months now, many months, maybe this whole entire year. And you have been succeeding. You've been doing really a great job. But as with all things, the cycle kind of goes around and sometimes we backslide a little bit. There is a song, um, an American song that was two steps forward, one step back. Um, Slip sliding away is another one. And, and, And they talk about this phenomenon 
of how, you know, we make these strides forward and then all of a sudden we slip back. You've just been slipping back a little bit into unclarity, into some of the um, old confusions of the mind. And I need to say it to you this way, honey, because this is the message I'm getting. In these moments when you go into that place of unclarity in your mind and the confusions of the mind, it is truly brought on by you. It's like you start running around a thought and you end up kind of confusing yourself in the process of trying to understand it or figure it out. You kind of get lost along the way. I don't know if maybe you make it too complicated. It doesn't feel like that, but there may be an element of that in there. It feels more to me like it's um, just like running it to death, um, thinking about it too much, over-focusing on, let's say, negatives, Um, or things that are challenging. And so um, in that process, you kind of get stuck in their gravity. Uh, In astronomy, we would call it the gravity well. You know, you get stuck in the gravity well of, of those things that are confusing. Does that make sense to you? Do you understand what I'm saying, Ms. Nori? Yes. It's about the, I have been always wanted to do therapy. And so I, sometimes I feel very sure about myself. And suddenly I say, no, it's not my time. No, I need to work or to study more things. And I'm, I'm only doubting about myself in that area. Right. Exactly. So you're running around the same old ideas from the past. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think that study is always good. And, and if you want to be a therapist of any nature, studying is great because you're always going to find more to study. But, you know, try not to fall into the trappings of the past, especially with regards to how you think of yourself, honey, because you are so much more than you realize you are. Okay. And how do I change that? Well, you have to start looking at your attributes, the, the positive things that you bring to the table, the abilities that you have mentally or emotionally or physically. Um, you, and you need to start making a plan, a, 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 a very clear process for doing step A, B, C, and D to get where you want to go. In the process of all of that, you will not have the time to think about the inadequacies that you may also possess, but that you are changing by taking these positive steps, progressive steps towards what you really want. So I'm going to wish you good luck, my dear. We're going to get back to the show. You are so welcome. I'm... I'll say some prayers for you, but good luck. Good luck. You're going to be fine. Just you're going to be fine. Okay, so Miss Claudia, I'm going to go back to um, our topic today. 
as is the case with many things in this world and the great beyond, most of us don't know what the divine is, or at the very least, don't try to figure out what it is. I firmly believe that whether you pray to a god or a goddess or to the ant walking across your shoe, it doesn't matter to the divine at all. Um, And I say that with surety because I know that the divine exists in all things, and it knows that too, so why would it matter? Religion set up the notion of the divine being masculine due to the extreme patriarchy of its time. But historically, before religion, current religions that we know of, which is several thousand years, right, um, it was the Divine Mother. That was the one that was uh, the goddess was prevalent on the planet. Such things may have no relevance to the divine itself. If I address it with a name or a label because it comforts me to do so, I get the same response from the divine regardless. So to me, there's only one. And that one is the one that I intimately know, the one that I have been with since before time was measured. Sometime in my mid or late 20s, I don't remember exactly when, I remembered what I'll call one of my past lives. You all know that seeing past lives is like one of my specialties. It's something that spontaneously started when I was nine years old and is something I love, love, love reading for other people. It's like one of my favorites. In the remembering of this particular experience, I was floating freely in space. I could see for vast distances in any direction, and I was totally self-aware. I also seemed, well, let's say that I was alone, just floating there among the stars. And it didn't look anything like what we see from Hubble or from the James Webb telescopes either, darn it. There were no amazing vistas to see. And I wasn't, quote unquote, seeing in the traditional sense of using eyes. I simply could shift my awareness like one might turn their head and perceive what existed to my right. Stars. Or I could shift my understanding and perceive what was to my left. Stars. (laughs) Although there really was no right or left. There was no in front or behind. There was no above or below. I was just consciousness floating there in the vastness of space. And earlier I said that I was alone, but really I wasn't. I was with my eternal friend, the divine. I could feel its presence like I feel your presence now. And honestly, there was a separation like I experience with you now. I was me and it was it. I wish I could say otherwise, but that wouldn't be true. I didn't do anything in this lifetime. I didn't go anywhere in that space that I was in. I just was consciousness outside of the realm of time or container because there was no time and space in this place that I was in, and there was no physical matter that encapsulated me. And every so often I interacted with the divine and it was me, but that was all there was to it. 
except that I know this experience existed a long, 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 long time before I ever my first incarnation. Or at least that's my perception of it. I'm still separate from the divine in the sense that I am not its consciousness and it's not my consciousness, at least that I'm aware of. Yet I speak of experiencing oneness with it, and that's entirely true. I can't sustain the connection every second of the day, but when I'm in that state, I know it. In that far distant past, I was some form of consciousness just floating there in space. I was aware, it was aware, and we interacted. That was it. It's the closest I've ever come to seeing a life of true oneness with the divine, with with something that was more than me. Which maybe means that either there isn't any better lifetime from which I have to draw, or that I just haven't remembered it yet. The funny thing is I've never seen such a time for others either, like where they were super, super connected. Not yet anyway. I'm always open to it. And I don't know if these things really matter in the scheme of things. They captivate our interest for a while, but I think they're more like landmarks or guideposts on the path. We often think that oneness is the goal, and that way may very well be true. Or the goal might be different for everyone, which is actually what I suspect. In any case, correct usage of past life information should make your overall path clearer to you and, more importantly, help you to understand, quote-unquote, why. Like, why you? Who are you? Why does pattern X have, have such prevalence in your life? Where do your lifetimes converge to illuminate either what you're learning or who you are on a soul level? Have your past life revelations given you any of these insights? Because if not, start looking at them from these points of view and see what might be revealed. And yes, I've gone off subject for a minute, um, but I'm, I'm going to take a few more callers in just a second. I'm finishing up here. Um, and, and let me bring things back to the subject. I often feel a gentle hum, a soft alignment of, I don't know, I'm, I might say minds, but that's not quite right. A sense of deft clarity, uh, full compassion or palpable love for a, a change in the air in, or in the space when I'm united with the divine but we all might experience it differently. How about when you have no distractions and are fully balanced within yourself, even for a second? Like, I don't mean fully balanced, like, for a year. For a couple of seconds, that's actually the guides have laughed before and have been like, oh, we celebrate that. We we have pom-poms and we throw streamers. And, you know, they're teasing, of course, because, you know, they like to laugh. But, um, yeah. A few seconds in in full balance is like a big occasion, right? Um, I kind of lost where I was. Give me a half a second. So when you have no distractions with yourself, 
how does it feel when you are connected with something more than you or with that deep, deep part of you or with your higher self? Because these are questions that can give you ideas of how to start identifying your connection to the divine or maybe even to your higher self or your core self, that eternal self that travels from lifetime to lifetime. On another level, our connection to ourselves, to this life we're living, to this planet that we live upon, and especially how we treat these things, kind of tells us a lot about how connected we are to the all that is as a collective species. Or maybe our fleeting or expansive experiences with the divine help us to understand, put things into context, and figure out where we start and where it or the divine ends until we are called back into that state of oneness more permanently. You've got to decide for yourselves. But I'm going to leave you with a few other questions. Um, So I'll save them at the end of the show. But You know, these questions are really good to kind of ponder. They're great meditation points. Um, Or even like when you're driving, if you have a long distance to go and you want to just think of something and not put the radio on for a moment or not put a podcast on for a moment, these are wonderful things to get to consider. So, um, Claudia, I'm going to take the last couple callers and then I have some other questions to leave with our uh, listeners today. Um, but yeah, I'm, okay. I'm ready to, to finish up. So we have five more people again. And so what number you want? Let's do number one. Okay. This is caller 914-522. Welcome to see you. Can I have your name and where are you calling us from? Hi, it's Catherine from New York. How are you? Hey, Catherine. Hi. I love um, your topic. I'm fascinated by past lives, so I want to thank you, first of all, for for discussing it. Oh, my pleasure. I love past lives, too. Yes. What can I do for Uh, you today? Thank you, yes. My question is, um, I guess you could call it a legal issue. I went to a lawyer two days ago. Um, to help. It's a legal issue that me and my mom are involved with um, because there is some property damage to um, my mom's home and um, a company is refusing to do anything. Um, The company's name starts with the letter T. I was wondering, whatever you pick up on this situation, please, if the lawyer will help, if this will be resolved soon. Anything at all, I appreciate. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, so I have some good news and some maybe not so good news. It all depends on your perspective. Yes, it's going to be resolved. Yes, it will be resolved in your favor, thankfully. Um, But the lawyer you want to speak to is not the one to help you out. You need to keep looking. Um, Give me one more second here. Um, uh, I think you have two more lawyers that you have to speak with. 
the next one is closer to the target, but um, the second one from from now is probably the one that you want to go with. I'm getting that that's the one that's going to help you the most. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it, it, um, that resonates. I, I already feel a little lag from his side. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, yeah okay. you need somebody who's going to push, and he is not a pusher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you need uh, to find somebody who's got a little bit more bulldog to them, you know? Right, right. Would David be good? Um, I was thinking of approaching him again. been such a difficult ordeal. Um, I, I I think that you need to look at two new people. New I'm people. coming okay. I'm I'm coming from the standpoint that people that you have been talking to uh, you have not yet found the the lawyer. Um so you need to speak with uh two other people and I I do believe that you're going to end up with a male though. So you're at least in the right path that way. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're so right on. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. God. Good luck. And Sati, sometimes when you know that you have found the one, you feel goosebumps, right? There's a physical sensation that lets you know this is the one. Have, Have you experienced something like that? Well, yeah, but not everybody does. Sometimes people experience things in different ways. Like sometimes there's just a knowing or sometimes you got to throw a coin. I mean, I can't tell you how many times in my 35 years that I've been with my husband, well, not quite 35 years, but, you know, that I've been Mm -hmm. with my husband, he's married to a psychic and I'll be like, honey, coin. You know, if it lands heads, you're good. If it lands tails, you're in trouble. I'm not kidding. That sounds really silly. But, (laughs) you know, I firmly believe that that can be helpful. So, I mean, use the tools that are at your availability, even if something so silly as tossing a coin. Um, But definitely, I always recommend looking at it if you have the opportunity Looking at doctors is another good, good, good one. Um, That's something I specialize in also is helping people to find the right doctors. Um, And that's a game changer. So I highly recommend working with um, psychics to to figure out whether you're on the right track with lawyers or doctors. Who's our next caller? you, 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 You have time for one more? Um, I think so, yes. Okay, so this is a chat room and this is um, a, a chat user by the name of Anna. And she is saying, are there any past life connections or karmic lessons influencing my present symptoms in my legs? In her legs. Okay. Uh, hold on. She continues saying she's seeing that she's feeling some um, burning, some tingling in her calves, and a little uh, heaviness in her legs. Um, 
So she needs to look at two things. She needs to make sure that she doesn't have an issue um, in her spinal column, at the bottom of the spinal column with her nervous system, um, in particular uh, pinched nerves. The other thing she needs to look at is to have her check valves looked at. Check valves are a thing in the um, veins that ensure that the blood flows only in one direction. And it's extremely important because this is how, you know, it's like a one-way street. We want to keep the blood going in the direction it's supposed to go and not backing and going the wrong way. And I am getting that there's issues with both things. So she needs to have them have it checked out. Um, as far as past life connection, um, it's possible, but it comes across to me more as having to do with moving forward this lifetime. Um, she has had a hard time moving forward, making change this lifetime. And so that's more of where I feel it's coming from. And when she does move, make movement forward, it's extremely uncomfortable um, and problematic. So, um, yeah, I'm seeing it more that way. So, you know, it may have origins in the past, but, boy, it, it sure has relevance in the presence, right, in the present. So I'm going to leave everybody with just a few questions to ask yourselves. Um, again, you can listen to these on the show um, because Claudia always puts the show up really soon after we um, do them. So you can listen to them over and over again, um, or you can jot them down. But here's just a couple of questions to leave you with as you ponder today's show. Prayer works for me, but what draws you closer to the divine or to that core aspect, that core essence of self? What do you do to enable that connection? Or when do you feel closer to the divine and, to, and connected to that essence of self? How exactly do you feel when you're in its presence? How long can you stay in that space? Did it come to you or did you go to it or was it a mutual joining? These are some really important questions to ask yourself. Taking the time each day or each week to practice being in that space of connection, that's what matters. Because the more you are in that space of connection, the clearer things are in your life, the clearer you understand things, the better you can make decisions, um, the more quickly you can move forward, the more grace you experience, the more beauty you experience in life. And all of those things matter. And that's why I'm so totally grateful every time I pray, because it's such an extremely simplistic act that takes seconds to do, but it's a vast avenue that leads me directly to myself, to that essence that is eternally me, that I think I came up with, uh, you know, came in contact with in that past life I mentioned. 
and it leads me to my eternal friend, the divine. And I'd like to see others create that same kind of friendship in a very conscious way. There's nothing quite like it. So I leave you with these thoughts. Find a way to bring yourself into greater unity within yourself, connecting the different aspects of being, and with those things that we dub as being higher or inner aspects of self, and see how wonderful your life can be. I really would love to hear you guys find such grace and such magic in today's world. All right, Miss Claudia, I hope everybody uh, enjoyed today's class, or sorry, <laughs> today's topic of connection. I'm used to saying classes. I've been teaching classes for years. Sorry, kind of slipped down. <laughs> and uh, I wish you all the very best. Um, I hope you have a beautiful August. May it be less dense, may it be lighter, and may it be fulfilling. Thank you, Miss Claudia, as ever, for hosting this show and for having me on it, letting me serve. Thank you. Thank you as well. Mm -hmm. All right. Bye-bye.